Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children all ages, it's that time of the week for your favorite show, yours and mine. Here we are with the man himself, Cameron Tyler Lee. And without further ado, here he is. <laughs> you threw me up. <laughs> Good morning, this is Camo. Welcome back to Reaching Out. Oh boy, it's been a doozy of a week. But. It's all good now, because I'm here talking to you fine folks. So what are we talking about? I have no clue. You have no clue. Yeah, the, you had an idea earlier that it's got me uh, thinking now. I really like I was going to talk about video games. Maybe we can talk about it a little bit. But I like your idea, though. Why we are who we are. Like, what has brought us to Who where we are? Who do you are? think you are? In the words of Michael Scott. <laughs> what gives you the right? <laughs> Honestly, that's what got me thinking about that. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's it's, it's very interesting. I, I like that. I mean, we, we did... What we do? We did music, the movies. Depression, depressing movies, more or less. <laughs> depressing movies and toward the end there we uh we got into my little my little issue at work so we're gonna keep it uplifted today yeah let's let's talk about why we are who we are <laughs> what makes us the people we are today scary movies and bullying no, I'm just kidding. You uh, were a big bully, weren't you? No. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know, man. I uh, my, my parents were great. Had a loving grandma. I had a, I had a wonderful grandma. Uh, she spent a lot of time with me. Um, always willing to watch me whenever my parents had to work. Um, it was your brother, wasn't it? No, I didn't grow up with my brother, actually. I didn't meet him until I was 12. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I met him at a family reunion one year. And he, I just see this guy walking around. I'm like, hey, who's this guy? How does he know the family? <laughs> my dad's like, oh, well, that's your brother. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, so that was... That was an interesting day, but no, I I'd like to say I'm I'm close to my brother. No, I mean we have a good relationship. I mean we we get along just fine. It's just we barely see each other. Yeah, he's down in southern Oklahoma. Well, not southern Oklahoma, southern compared to us. Yeah, he's he's in uh, Henrietta, but he's a truck driver, so he's on the road a lot. So, um, I did see him whenever my, uh, when my grandma on my dad's side, uh, passed away, I got to see him and my nephews and my niece. So that was, that was nice to see them. But no, um, does he do the whole horror thing too, or I don't think so. Hmm. No, I, I think he listens to like classic rock and country or something. I don't know. So total opposite. Yeah. 
Um, no, I mean, my, my parents were good. I have a good relationship with my brother. I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. and um, I don't know. I mean, I grew up. My parents showed me scary movies. Mostly my dad. <laughs> um, the movie uh, Nightbreed really messed me up. Uh, as a kid, looking back now, I mean, I'll watch it just fine because I, I think it's a bit goofy now. But when I was younger, just a kid, he showed me this movie about a like a like a whole community of monsters that live under a cemetery called Midian, and um, some of them can go out in the day, some can't, and some have different than others and stuff like that um a lot of people would say a lot of them are like sideshow freaks or whatever i did air quotes freaks um they're, they're people too it's just they have different abilities and physical features than others but uh, a lot of them were monsters and stuff like that but it creeped the heck out of me man <laughs> but um because there's a scene in there where a guy, like, takes out a couple of blades and, like, cuts his... He scalps himself, pretty much. He pulls all the skin off of his head, except for the skin that's right there on his face. Oh, wow. Creep the heck out of me, man. Clyde Barker is, is a, a very dark writer. I, I enjoy his movies, but, man. <laughs> and your parents wonder why the, you're the reason you are. Right. <laughs> but it is it is an interesting contrast because I mean a horror person is kind of let's go with a stereotypical mm-hmm. horror person. Okay, they're more standoffish. They're not as outgoing as what you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you're very yeah. talkative. You're very approachable. Yeah, yeah. You may not think of but. Like, you are extroverted in the way you talk to people. Yeah. I think um, hospitality is something like that. Because I'm, I uh, I don't want to use the word forced. I'm put into situations where I am constantly in contact with people. Uh, Meaning, I I pick them up from the airport. I drive them around town. Um, Making sure that they have a good time is is the best way to make tips. But I mean, making tips isn't guaranteed. But I still like talking to people anyway. Um, like uh, I had an idea the other day. I mean, if I wasn't so upset about stuff going on at work, uh, I'd be more interested to like bring up like maybe I can come up like on my usual two days off just for a few hours to offer to do like guided tours around town, you know, I mean, do my usual airport runs and regular runs the rest of the time and just come in for a few hours on Mondays and Tuesdays and do like tours around Tulsa and just show people who might not be here very often. Uh, and if they have time, I can show them around. Yeah, do that anyways. They allow you to drive around, right? Yeah, I mean, as long as I don't have any airport runs. 
I mean, I would like to. I mean, I, I like giving people a good time and showing them things that they've never seen before. And um, Outsiders Museum, even if you don't go in. Right. Show them the Outsiders House. Show them the Admiral Twin Drive-In. Drain, or um, Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. I took, I took a group of ladies up there the other day. Um, and uh, show them Philbrook Museum and the Gathering Place and the Golden Driller and the Praying Hands over at ORU. You ought to, you ought to come up with a route on the way back from the airport because most of those I was thinking that too most of those historical landmarks to Tulsa are kind of on the east side of town Mm -hmm. that'd be pretty cool yeah I was thinking I was actually thinking about that (laughs) um just go around downtown go down 244 and then catch 75 back to 71st and go to the hotel and you could actually ask people are you in a hurry, or do you want to see some in Tulsa? There we go. I mean, that's what I would do sometimes earlier on when I started working at the hotel. I would, instead of getting off on Lewis and going down to 71st, I would go a little bit further and get off on Riverside and show them that scenic route, the the parks and statues and everything out there, right next to our dried-out river. <laughs> it's the world's biggest ditch, man. I swear, you can walk straight across right now. Yeah. In all fairness, though, it's all dammed up because they're working on a new pedestrian bridge. Oh, that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because they tore down that old wooden pedestrian bridge that was there for like 100 years. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. And now they're building a brand new one, so they got to try it all over again. Mm. Yeah, it just looks sad right now. <laughs> There's so much construction going on in this city. Freaking everywhere, man. Downtown especially. I mean, you can hardly get around down there. I can't imagine people who have to go out there every day trying to get through all that. Well, no wonder you have anxiety. You have to deal with construction and driving around all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Let's see. You got construction on the highway uh, going. First of all, they're building new like bridges and overpasses over on 169 and I-44. That slows stuff down. And then there's more construction going down. They're working on the uh, the big um, change-off ramp from 169 to 244. Uh, so it goes down the one lane going across that bridge. And that really slows down uh, around like 4.30 or 5. Well, they closed off the exit to 169 heading towards Owasso completely. Did they? Yeah. Like, you can go oh. you can go to Bixby on, on 169, but you can't go to Owasso. Hmm. From? From coming towards um, Catusa oh. and the Hard Rock. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So going west? Yes. Well, you would be going west. Heading then. east to west. Yeah. They have the the on-ramp going north closed. Okay. Holy crap, man. Yeah. So you got to go a long way then. Yep. Okay. 
Unfortunately, I don't have to go to Owasso, so I'm good. Okay. <laughs> but I heard they're just they're going to build Costco more towards um, 46 than 169. I oh, think. really? Yeah. Okay. Or 46th Street North. Isn't that Owasso? Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's between Tulsa and Owasso. It's getting up there, though. It's a little ways up. Uh, just past the airport. Oh, dang, I didn't realize it was that far out there. Hmm. Yeah, construction everywhere, man. Our state flowers would be a freaking traffic cone. <laughs> I know it's an old joke and it's overused, but seriously, man. Construction's just been going on forever. Um, man, on my way to work between um, Memorial and Sheridan on 81st, just they're doing a whole road widening project. It's been going on for, feels like over a year now. Yeah. Yeah. Just widening that one mile stretch of road just to have it go back down two lanes that's probably the next project oh stop it and that's gonna be really screwed up because that's going past holland hall yeah um that's just gonna slow everything down i might have to reroute my my way to work if that happens so you just go straight you don't take the highway or anything to your work no i mean i live just off of 81st and broken arrow I go straight down 81st to Lewis and then I cut over to 71st. That's what I do whenever I have to head over to the, um, well, I did until I moved over here, mm. but to the um, Golden Towers over oh. by Oral Roberts. Yeah. Okay. We'll have a doctor's visit every once again mm. over there. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, Joanna's has been up there a couple of times. Um. So back to the why you're the way, or who do you think you are? Who I think I am. <laughs> why are you the way you are? <laughs> I'm just a guy trying to do my best. That's, that's who I think I am. Um, why the sunny disposition, though? I mean, I don't know. You, you do stay on the more positive side. I try. Um, just because, I mean... As I get older, I mean, when I was a teenager, I was just full of angst and frustration and didn't like anybody that dressed all preppy and stuff like that. I still don't. (laughs) Uh, Do you think you're better than me? Right. (laughs) No, I mean, I I, I gravitated towards the the gothic kids and the, the nerds and the geeks and stuff like that and it just felt like the the preps and the jocks felt like they were more superior to everybody else and I didn't want to be around that of course there was that time where uh, I cut all my my hair used to like go past my shoulders and one day I just decided to cut my hair put in a faux hawk <laughs> come in uh, a polo shirt and blue jeans and freak all my friends out. <laughs> and all the kids in my first first hour of class were like, hey, who's this new kid? Oh, crap, it's Cameron. <laughs> uh, 
but no, I, I, I never felt like I was superior to anybody else. Um, and over time, I just felt like life was just too short to to go around being bitter all the time and angry. I know I still have issues with, with my grumpiness and being angry and stuff like that, but I, I try to hide that from people, you know? I, I try to help people have a good day and try to brighten people's day by, I don't know, either helping them or making them laugh or showing them artwork or something. You know, I'll, I'll just keep all my bitterness to myself. <laughs> yeah, but bitterness to yourself beats the hell out of yourself. It does. And it freaks out your mom once you release it. Right. And I make a picture and it freaks my mom out and I get a call from both her and my dad. <laughs> but But I mean that is your release. I mean Right. You say you haven't done art, but you doing something like that and I don't want your mom to feel like we're picking on her or something no. because she responded, but that's that's what art does. It it brings a response. Right, exactly. I mean, it's the picture depicting me, but if you haven't seen it, uh, one of my eyes is all red, the other one's all bruised up, and I got a bloody nose. Um, it's supposed to represent the me on the inside. The me that that hides behind the smile. You know, the one that, that goes through battles that no one else sees. Um, the one that feels beat up all the time. Right. And and gets beat up by you. Right. And my my healthy way of uh releasing all that pent up anger and angst and anxiety and depression and stuff like that is to bring it out through art. And that's how I express myself in a healthy way instead of either hurting myself or others. Not that I would anyway. I don't like to see anybody hurt, and I don't want to hurt myself either. Well, you get tattoos. Technically, you're making yourself bleed. I'm allowing people to hurt me then. I'm paying people for wow. That, that, that sounds bad. <laughs> no. Uh, which makes me think I, I, do, I am due for another tattoo. I have six. I'm, I'm wanting a couple of sleeves. It's just expensive, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Nothing I can't save up for. But, no. Um, but no, I don't, I don't want to hurt anybody or myself or anything like that. So I do my, my drawings and stuff like that. And I do pictures and I try to come up with something new each week for, for the podcast. and Something that people can resonate with and see like a visual going along with my message. Well, a lot of people I mean, it is understandable. You don't want to see your kid all beat up and hurt and stuff like that. I mean, I, I would, it would make me a little sad if Jackson did the same thing. Or if Noah did the same thing, made themselves look all bloodied up and beat up and stuff like that. I think you would handle it differently, though. I would. I wouldn't cry about it. I don't um, even think you would freak out about it. No. It'd be like, hey, add some little bit more color here. Right. I mean, you want that bruise to look a age so I had a little bit of grain around the edges. <laughs> no. Um but no, I I don't want to scare my mom, my dad, or anything like that. It's just 
It's just me expressing myself. That's all. And if people didn't look at the okay, she didn't get the details. My dad got the details. He got it. He understood. She didn't see the pin I was wearing at the bottom right corner. He says it's going to be all right. I wear it every day. It's from Dungeons and Daddies. If you guys haven't heard that podcast yet, it's really good. It's a D&D podcast about four dads taking their kids to a soccer tournament and they get lost in the forgotten realms. Anyway, it's going to be all right. That's the theme song for the podcast. But that it that phrase just really it stuck with me. I've been through a lot. I've gotten beaten up. I've gotten threatened. I've seen stuff when I was a kid that kids probably shouldn't see. But I'm still here. And it's a message that I wish I had heard more often. It's going to be all right. Why don't people share that with other people? Because um, it sounds cliche. Which it is. It is. And people, I guess, they don't want to, they don't want to sound cliche uh, when people are going through a rough time. And I mean, at the time when you're going through something, that's the last thing you want to hear sometimes because you're thinking it's, it's not, you know, at the time you think everything's going to fall apart, but wake up the next day you're still here it's another opportunity to I I, I wouldn't say change but like you have another day of life so I guess it's another opportunity yeah to change (laughs) why does this sound so much darker than it actually is like this is a good topic we're talking about a message of you're still here. Mm-hmm. I think it's just your approach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's going to be all right. Is I, I love that phrase. I love the song, too. There's like three different versions of that song from that podcast, and I, I really like it. Um, yeah. Not a lot of people saw that. I posted it on this app called Ask FM. And I just wanted some people's interpretations. And uh, (laughs) I I posted on there. I'm like, all right, look at this picture. Look at it. And tell me what you see. I want your true interpretation. A lot of people said drugs. A lot of people said I looked like I was on drugs. Um. That's all they saw. But there were some people who said, I see a person that looks like they've gone through a lot. And it looks like someone who's yelling out for help. Those people actually got it. See, I thought it could have been you were in a fight club too. Fight Club. <laughs> what was, what was his name off Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad? The um, the lawyer, Bob Odenkirk. What was the movie he was in, where he was like, 
it was he was this um not a superhero, but he was like an anti hero. Oh, nobody. Yeah. Yeah, I love it, that movie. It looked like that. Yeah. Like the main picture of nobody is is him all beat up. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> By the way, one of my favorite movies of all time now. That's that's up there. I love it. <laughs> I still haven't seen it, but I really? do like Bob Odenkirk. Oh, dude, it's a great movie. I need to go back now that they're like seasons ahead and watch um, Better Call Saul. I think I quit season two. Like they were still doing the pink teddy bear. I haven't seen it. Okay. Pink teddy bear goes all the way back to um Breaking Bad? Yes. Oh really? Okay. Oh, okay. So I was listening to last week's episode. The the movie episode. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned watching Beef. Yeah. Well, I haven't yet, but We started it yesterday. <laughs> It's fantastic. How deep are you in? Uh, I think we've only seen the first two episodes. Hour or 30 minute ones? Uh, they're like 30 to 33 minutes. Okay, so you can do the whole season in like one day. Yeah. It's very good. I really like it. <laughs> uh, anything Stephen Yoon does is really good. See, I love Ali Wong. And mm. like even, um, well, I say that. I like her stand up. And I love um, Be My Baby, or Be My Maybe. Oh, okay. That was a Netflix special. Oh, okay. But, yeah, she's, she's really good in it, too. <laughs> um, her and Steven and um, David Cho's in it, too. He's really good, too. I think he plays, like, his cousin. Mm. Yeah. It's really good. Um, I'd recommend it. It's 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 funny. It's got a lot of action. Um, a lot of WTF moments. <laughs> it's great. Um, but uh, and of course we all know why you do the whole reaching out. That's easy to say why you are the way you are. Right. Yeah. I procrastinated on it. I I'm uh, ever since I was in school, like in like third or fourth grade. No, fourth grade. I've been called lazy. I didn't use my time wisely. So in the middle of the first semester of fourth grade, I got sent back. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you weren't held back. You were like pushed forward and then like dropped back. I started, I guess I started early. Mm. And I wasn't on the, everybody's level. On the spectrum. I guess. <laughs> so they sent me back to third grade. Which is cool because I'm still friends with a lot of those people. I went back to third grade. So, but not the fourth graders. They sucked. Uh, not as much. I mean, I still talk to a few of them, but they were duty heads, right? <laughs> but now, um, yeah, I, I was called lazy and didn't use my time wisely and stuff like that. And 
and now I, 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 I have a really big issue with procrastination. Uh, not using my time wisely, and that eventually led to me not uh, having these hangouts and conversations and catch-ups with friends and family and stuff like that. A handful of those people passed, and I'm not getting that time back. So that's that's the reason behind reaching out. That's how it started. Um, making time for my friends and family. So I set up a table and chairs at the park, and I brought Battleship with me and a pack of water. And gradually it grew over time, and I got a tent and uh, more chairs. I made a sign, and now I'm bringing snacks and drinks out. And eventually, like, it, it grew over time. People were saying that this is needed, and people were isolated because of COVID and quarantine. People were lonely and stressed out and depressed and stuff like that. I um, so I started going harder into it. I leaned into that, and I went just about every week in 2021 to the park or Panera. I set aside four hours, Saturdays and Sundays. No, four hours Saturday. Four hours Sunday for eight total. Well, that's yeah. a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, eight hours each weekend. Um, and then I told you about it, and you were on board from the very beginning. You offered to start this podcast. You've been with me ever since. Um. And then it's grown over time, and I've had a lot of people show up, and I've uh, hosted cookouts and get-togethers and stuff like that. Usually, your dad's cooked pork butt. Yeah, <laughs> man, that was good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, usually the bigger turnouts are when I have uh, a cookout. But you're cooking that butt. Yep. <laughs> I tried something last weekend, uh, this past weekend, and, uh, just a just a regular hangout, listen to music, talk about music or whatever, and hang out with friends. I invited forty people. <laughs> Armando showed up one day. My friend Stephanie showed up the next. Oh, you're talking about the original one, or this past weekend? This past weekend. Oh, I didn't know it was a two-day. I thought it was just Saturday. It was just going to be Saturday, but it ended up being cold, and it started raining. So I picked it back up on Sunday. Oh. I gave everybody a chance to come out on a nicer day. Armando came out Saturday, hung out with me for about 45 minutes. And my friend Stephanie came out on Sunday and hung out for about 45 minutes. Sunday was about a, a two or three hour thing. It's a lot of time to sit there by yourself. 
gives you a lot of time to think. So what did you think about? I thought about giving people a, a longer heads up. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I had posted about it like three days before. Not a whole lot of time to plan, so. I didn't even know about Sunday. I invited Miranda. And you. Well, I knew the Saturday, but I never got the Sunday invite. I gave her the Sunday invite. Oh, okay. Yeah. She didn't tell me. <laughs> well, Sunday is church day and all ah, that. It's all so. good. It's all good. Um, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I don't have any bitterness about it. It was like a last minute type of thing. Um, yeah, but you do beat yourself up. I mean, in all honesty. Yeah. I, uh, I just love talking to people. So now we just need to make it a way for you to become a public speaker so you can have conversations with people all the time. Right. <laughs> I, uh, and be an artist. Yeah. It just gets lonely sometimes, man. You know, I, that's why, okay, I, I'm talking to this person in Washington, D.C. We text. Uh, she's a fashion designer out there. She's into cryptocurrency and stuff like that. Um, I talked to her about art and stuff like that. I'm on that Ask FM app to talk to people about music, mostly in the movies and stuff like that. Just to have these conversations, man. I don't talk to that girl in Washington, D.C. all that much because uh, she starts talking about cryptocurrency and I, it just goes way over my head. So I. All right, I'm going to wait for Amanda. <laughs> but uh, she's like, well, I just made $8,000 or $20,000. Just like, congratulations. I'm going to go not do that. <laughs> no. Uh, Again, you should just slip her 15 and be like, go make me 20000 <laughs> uh, It's Then I, I go to Ask FM, like, talk to people and. We have good conversations there. I don't know. If I'm not driving anybody, then I'll sit in the shuttle and listen to music. I can't talk to a therapist now because I canceled all my appointments. So <laughs> I told my my boss that they don't really care at all. But I don't know. Well, we're trying to remedy that. Yeah. And I took my last bit of medication a couple of nights ago, and I didn't take it last night because I can't find my bottle. So it's been a couple of days, <laughs> but I'm fine right now. I just need to go home and find it. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is a slow episode, isn't it? <laughs> no, it actually just now slowed down. I mean. It's been good pace. Yeah. You just feel like it's attacking you now. Like you're attacking yourself. I mean, I can see your like body language change. Yeah. And the funny thing is, nobody's attacking you. Right. Like you're just doing this all by yourself. I know. And like, but it is exposing what 
you go through. I mean, I don't know about you personally, but I know with me and my thinking habits, this is what people go through. Yeah. This is what people you're exposing your your need for that communication. You're admitting that you're turning to what could be AI bots having a conversation with. It doesn't matter who it is. You just are craving that that human interaction, that intimacy with another person. Yeah. Conversation, man. That's all I ask. What what drives your need for conversation? I mean, I know granted you said, you know, you've lost people, but why vernacular? I mean, because guys tend to in our nature of our minds, we do better side by side communication. Yeah. Just knowing that our wife are there or our buddy or that's why fishing is such a big thing with guys. Yeah. But your conversation. Mm-hmm. I, have you ever thought about why why that? Sitting in silence sucks. Especially when your mind's trying to attack me. You know, it, it's weird that our, our mind wanders and it thinks about stuff that that scares us, but it's really attacking itself. It, it, it's just, it's stupid. <laughs> uh, Was there something that really got you in the darkness that you don't want to go back? I mean... A lot of times we have childhood triggers. I mean, granted, the first scary movies that you watched scared you, but you eventually went back to it. Right. So scary movies is not a trigger anymore. No. You know, was there something else like you being told to shut up too many times? <laughs> I mean, I know it's a harsh way of saying that, right. but I mean. Like, I've been told to shut up quite a few times, but I think. Looking back, I mean, I think it really started with um, while I was working over at the Hard Rock. I tried to put myself in the shoes of an atheist for a moment, truly believing that there is nothing out there, nothing afterwards everything is just created by accident and then people come along and start praising some unknown entity that was created by man it just scared the hell out of me literally yeah (laughs) it scared me man and then it started from there and then my mind starts wondering what if there's nothing after this? Just cease to exist. We're just gone. And if we're gone, no more conversations. Yeah. No more talking. I'm stressing myself. <laughs> Not the right thing to talk about when I don't have my medication, man. It's freaking me out. Um, 
But I mean, ultimately, why why does that freak people out? Just because we have, I mean, if we cease to exist, we're just going to be. It ends, right? Because this is oh man, I'm getting that, I'm getting that feeling, I'm getting that cold feeling in my hands, in my chest. Um, it's that's just neuropathy. Don't worry about it. It's uh. Because I have spent this is all I, this is all I know, man. This is all I've known for the past thirty three years, almost thirty four years, just uh, living and talking and having conversations and meeting people and having friends, and falling in love and getting married and having kids. I want to spend as much time as I have left engaging on people you know i don't want to spend the rest of my life just freaking quiet i don't want to <laughs> have the rest of eternity to be quiet while i'm here i want that conversation man. I, I, I want to touch as many lives as i can you know i want to i want to be there for people so and, now we know that the issue yeah now it's simply doing the plan to go from here because now now it kind of makes more sense i mean a lot of people don't have the benefit of seeing how you're reacting right now and there there's got to be some it can't just like bring you to this point and leave you there because it's good radio like where where do you want to be and how do you see yourself getting those conversations i don't know i just wish people would listen when people ask like there's cues man there's cues when people need help or they need someone to talk to. They might be just subtle. They're there. <laughs> I had to explain it to my mom. I'm like, look at look at the last pictures of Chester Bennington, Chris Cornell, and Jason David Frank and all of them. Right before they died, they didn't look depressed. They were smiling. Chester was with his family. Smiling, he looked happy. Chris was out performing. Smiling at the crowd. Robin Williams, man, he lived to make people happy. He put smiles on everybody's faces. He went to hospitals to make kids laugh and smile. Kids who were terminally ill knew they were going to die, but he went up and put a smile on their face every day. But he was going through a lot on the inside of his He didn't want to go back. I'm not saying I'm in danger of hurting myself. I'm just saying. I just want someone to talk to. 
once a week or once every other freaking shuttle ride to the airport is not going to happen. I just, just, I'm tired of staying quiet. I'm tired of a freaking mind attacking me every time it gets quiet, man. <laughs> it's, I really need to find my medication again because I really need to like this. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's terrifying, man. I, I just, I just can't wrap my head around not existing because it's all I know. Well, the good news is right now you do exist. So, I mean, you, that's at least got to bring you some calming down. And then ultimately, I mean, it's it's going to be standing up to your boss and telling him, you know, or moving I know it's going to cost more than gas, but I mean, moving your appointments to Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, to sit in here, you like this. I mean, having an anxiety attack, really, what is it worth to you? Is it worth going through this? Is it worth, you know, Joanna, you know, worrying about you, your mom, your dad, your kids? Well, you probably hide it from your kids if you're like me. Yeah. Yeah, I need something, man. I um, I'll just say it like that, I guess, man. I need that therapist, man. I need that conversation. I mean, you fart. <laughs> I fart. Yep, I sure do. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're. I know what you're doing. I mean, I do the same thing. You're grasping at anything that can change the subject. And that one little bleep just kind of stopped you shaking. So I'm good with that. But I mean, you fought so long because you thought you could do it. I mean, and now I'm not lucky, the lucky one to like see you doing this. But I mean, you've let somebody in unless, you know, you you've shown now what it's like, like the real side of camo that people don't understand why. I mean, I always kind of wondered why it was conversation because you are such a communicative person. Yeah. You know, you do the horror thing so well. So, I mean, it, it's just a weird paradigm that you're going through. Like you fought for so long, and now you did what two sessions? I did the introductory session and that one actual session where she just let me talk. Did it end up like this? No, I felt really good afterwards. <laughs> well, now I know you feel bad. Well, no, <laughs> no, I, I don't feel bad about this. This was very, very freeing actually you know what i'm afraid to talk about that sometimes whatever i just stuff i go through it's fine um uh i'm afraid to talk about it 
Because there's a stigma behind telling people what you're going through. People will just automatically disassociate from you and try to dis- distance themselves away from you because they don't want to be right back with you. And instead of giving you the conversation that you're asking for, they separate themselves and leave you by yourself completely. Because they don't know how to handle you. Well, this has been the last show of Reaching Out with Cameron. No! <laughs> That's the last thing I want, man. <laughs> No, um, no, this, this is good, man. It's, I mean, this needed to come out. It really did. Um, that's my thought process. And, uh, medication or no medication, just that dog bugs the heck out of me, man. And that's why I'm struggling with trying to get back into my, well, I mean, I never left my faith, but I, I still struggle with doubt a lot. It's still stuck in my head. But I still pray every day with Joanna and the boys. And I pray whenever I may feel like this, but sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But I try to hold on to that faith as much as I can. Well, I'm an overthinker when I think about things that I shouldn't. And uh, sometimes it's hard to let go of those things and just try to focus on better stuff. Well, especially when you're trapped on air and you're forced to talk about it. <laughs> no. I promise I'm not a licensed therapist. <laughs> um, if you were, I knew you were on the way. Man, it's it's something. I mean, someone had posted a question on that Ask FM app. If you could have anything in the world, what would it be? And all I said was peace of mind. A lot of people would say money, house, no debt. I just want peace of mind, man. I don't want to have to worry anymore. I don't want to be scared anymore. And you want to be able to talk about it even more. Right. I think there's only one area to talk about after that. Now that you've been through, you've shown like your side. Why should people talk about it with you? I mean, if you're still struggling, why should they trust you to talk about it? Because everybody goes through stuff. Nobody should have to go through that stuff on their own. And keep it inside. It's not good. There's no benefit to it. It tears you down. But knowing that people are there helps. Like you're here. 
and it helps. If I had to go through this on my own, I'd probably be worse off. But you've heard me ramble for just about three years now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really helped me a lot. And you're not allowed to watch listen to this show. Me? Yes. I can't listen to this. Not this episode. Not this episode. I usually listen to the episodes before I post them. <laughs> uh, I better not for this one because it's going to throw me into another panic attack. That was bad, man. I haven't shaken like that in a long time. Not since before I started the medication. But, yeah. Nobody should have to deal with the villain any longer. I might not be a torch guiding people through the darkness. I'm just a little wet match. <laughs> Shining as bright as I can. But I'm trying to lead people out of the darkness along with me. So. So do you have any final words for this? Oh boy. <laughs> heck of a show today. That was a heck of a show. If anybody's going through anxiety or depression or if you're being bullied or if you're stressed out, don't feel like you have to go through it by yourself. You can reach out to me or a family member, or a licensed professional. Preferably a licensed professional. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to make it worse. But just know that you don't have to go through whatever you're going through alone. Nobody should have to go through hell by themselves. Alright, I hate to ask, but do you remember what the new Suicide hotline number is Isn't it like nine eight eight or I don't know. Unfortunately, I I mean I can post it. Okay. Along with the uh, with the uh, with the show with the link, yeah. I'll post yeah. that on there. We need to start keeping that on there because it's a new number. Like I know Logic used to have like a one eight hundred number. Yeah. But now it's been shortened to something like nine one one. I believe it's like nine eight eight or something like that. Okay. But yeah, not sure. I think this is an excellent stopping point. That way, Camo can relax before he drives home, and we don't have to worry about him. Sorry, mom and Joanna and dad and all that. If you're listening, you know don't hate me that much. But as far as this week's show, I've been R.A. Crate. And Camo. And until next time, KSITJ.